Hi, welcome. This particular channel will be devoted to reviewing 2023. If you feel like sharing anything, by all means, that's what this is for. And if it's related to any of the discussed topics of the episode, all the better. That's what this podcast is all about. So please come find us on Instagram on Let's Review with Layla and You. I will be dropping promotional posts accompanying the episode to start the conversations and give you all a place for some reciprocation. Welcome back to another review of 2023, also known as 2020 Me. Strike baby! Or so I've discovered is the theme of 2023. This episode will be reviewing April. And again, it's a doozy. Honestly, when you start reviewing the news one month at a time, you start to see themes, recurring themes all across the globe. And this episode will start out with just global news, accidents. There were a lot of them this month. Then we go on to the ableist section. And this just basically covers anything war regardless any patriarchal bullshit vomit inducing stuff that happened climate change mother nature which is partly ableism partly just mother nature being mother nature then this time a whole section we dubbed it the minority party with no racism so the lgbtqia plus family neurodivergence and this one has a few shout outs to the disability family for the first time then this month what apart from the whole ableist shit there was also a whole hell of a lot of weird say what now that sometimes weighing where to put it and put it in the ableist section or just the weird say what now are you fucking kidding me that one kind of slipped in there as well so lots of fun things to be had there wee bit of celebrity news then as per always there's some dutchy flavor to add in how life is on this side of the globe which also incidentally this month there was a lot of it and quite a bit of it on global related topics so there was just a lot <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna try to keep this episode an hour again and what we're doing so well with that right now. On a personal level, in the earlier episodes of January, I added a lot of the personal crap. Then I deleted that a little bit and that just slithers in here and there in all the reviews that I do, including the Stargate reviews, because it is reviewed by me and I do bring myself to all of these reviews. So sometimes there's a little Layla in there. This month for me in particular was of significance because what I had been alluding to in previous months actually now happened. I broke, as in I got so... Well, let's just call it what it is. I became acutely suicidal and I just I couldn't anymore I couldn't get up I couldn't go to work I just I broke and that has basically shaped the rest of my year like for the first time ever I finally stopped and I think that's what happens when you break you're finally forced to a complete stop to start dealing with everything that you've been avoiding or not taking the time to deal with for me April was that month that I realized I had been struggling for so long you could say basically for my entire life yeah and just now it all came to a head and I couldn't anymore. Like, I literally could not get up and go to work. So, yeah, that was a doozy. I'm still here, though. You know, we're recording this in late November. I'm still here. So I did something right. <laughs> But yeah, it was a tough year for sure. And partially due to it not just being a tough year for me, I thought this needs to be recorded. And anyone and everyone that loves to join in and share their thoughts and feelings and experiences and opinions, opinions, you know, I'm here for it. So bring it. Also, seeing that this is recorded in November and I've once again leveled up, I spent a lot of time making promotional art and just sharing stuff. So there is a lot of art that I'm going to be releasing these next few weeks on Instagram, some related to what I talk about in the podcast, some of it just because I love it. And when I love something, spread the joy. So look us up there, give us a follow, drop a comment. I'm here for it. Just all of it. Gimme, gimme, gimme.
Alright, so let's kick it off. First things first, I totally forgot that March 31st was Trans Day of Visibility. So apologies for that oversight, I do see you. You are loved. Like I said, if I forget something of import, call me out. I will update it into the next episode because we are all here to learn. It's a very important date to note, so therefore I'm noting. Next, of course, April starts off with April Fools and oh yeah. Make it a fool of some, for sure. On April 16th, it's World Semicolon Day, where we honor those affected by suicide. I did not miss the irony of that one. And on the 20th of April, we have Eid al-Fitr. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. I'm sorry if I didn't. For celebrating the end of Ramadan. And, of course, in America, they go all goo gaga about the fact that they are now allowed to smoke marijuana. Good on ya. Like recreational use, God bless, go nuts. Just be careful that it doesn't become a crutch or a coping mechanism. As a therapist who used to treat addiction, slippery slope my friend, and not one that is easily overcome. And while researching this episode, usually at some point I notice a theme. This particular episode, oh yeah, it's on fire. Like, burn it all down it seems. And I kept hearing the song I See Fire by Ed Sheeran. For global news, in France, despite all of the continuous protesting and I think the entire world looked at the French and went like, BAM! When they protest, they protest. But despite all of that, the Constitutional Council broadly approved the controversial increase of the retirement age. So yeah, the French will have to work three months longer every year. So they're going to add on bit by bit. Sorry for the French. But the main thing that popped out to me was that they were so pissy, partially, about the increase because a lot of us were like, you get to retire at 64, honey. I get to retire when I'm 72. I'm just saying. But apparently the French are very unhappy people. So then, you know, maybe that is the issue here where you should be focusing your attention. Like, why are the French people so unhappy? Just a suggestion. Do with that what you will. In April, the first European regulation on cryptocurrencies was passed, because apparently we hadn't done that before. Laws are now able to counteract the use of crypto coins for money laundering, scams, and other illegal activities. In recent years, it has already shown that billions of euros in crypto have been laundered. For example, the American crypto company FTX appeared to have spent billions of money from their customers. And when those customers wanted to withdraw their money, they found out that their investment had gone up in smoke. Did you notice the fire theme yet? And can anyone say pyramid scheme? Thankfully, I just never jumped on that bandwagon. It all just felt too good to be true and just too shady as shit. A minute, but eventually, Juice was launched by the European Space Program. They are going to discover if there is life on Jupiter, and if so, can I move there, please? To wrap up this little section, Canada faces a massive strike, strike baby, as Public Service Union walks with more than 155,000 federal workers who are going on strike after wage talks with Prime Minister Justin Trudeau's government failed. Again, like I'm kind of loving it that we're all striking to show the people up top, like, hello, you want to keep sucking up all the money, trick them being more like, suck up your money. They keep forgetting that we're the ones actually doing the work that makes the money. So I think it's good that we're reminding them like bitch please spread the wealth or else i'm liking the or else i am maybe that's a little bitchy meanie me but i'm loving it keep going right on in April, it was announced that Yevgeny Baloletka wins the World Press Photo for 2022. The photo shows Maripol, Ukraine, where an injured pregnant woman, Irina Kalinina, gets transported after the hospital she was in got bombed by the Russians. I remember seeing the photo and I wondered what happened to them. Her baby shortly thereafter was stillborn and she later too succumbed to her injuries. It is a gripping picture and I decided to show it on my Instagram account because... You 
yeah, this shit needs to be documented and we need to see what war does so that we will think twice before we actually make war again. But yeah, that is the uncomfortable truth that I think we need to see to remember why it is a bad idea to bomb people and how much it destroys. Maryland state legislature in America passed a bill eliminating, thank you, the statute of limitations for abuse claims so that an additional hundreds of abuse victims can continue to sue the Baltimore Archdiocese as reports have shown that over 600 children were abused by 150 priests and other church figures within the Baltimore Archdiocese alone. The report also showed that there was a detailed cover-up of many of the crimes perpetrated by these church officials. The report states that the staggering pervasiveness of the abuse itself underscores the culpability of the church hierarchy. The sheer number of abusers and victims, the depravity of the abuser's conduct, yes, and the frequency with which known abusers were given the opportunity to continue preying upon children are astonishing. An official report said that, which then claps back to my previous episode, like, for the love of all things holy, hold people accountable, including the enablers because this could only happen if a lot of people enabled it. Let the fucking church start paying taxes, for one. Call it reparations for millennia of global abuse. But also, pick every single person that did this, that was responsible for this, out of the fucking church. Because they've not for a second lived what Jesus Christ preached. Or what, in my opinion, God is supposed to stand for. And the fact that these people used their position, abused their position for so fucking long, and got away with it. And that now it has been proven, like we knew it due to the sheer numbers, but now it has been proven that the frequency with which people that were known abusers were just shuffled along, exposing an entire flock yet again to someone who was a known abuser. I mean, I know God forgives and all, but leave that up to God. That's, you know... Hold people accountable for what they do here first and foremost. Protect your fucking flock. Isn't that what you literally preached? I'm thankful that they decided that because of the sheer number, the pervasiveness, the depravity of it all, allowed the state legislature to eliminate the statute of limitations. I, for one, never understood why there was one. Because sexual abuse at any age, for however long, it can be a single incident or year-long, lifelong abuse, it changes you to your core. And it can take a life time or longer to heal from that. In my previous episode, I said maybe a little harshly that I wanted to castrate someone. And though on one hand, I don't want to perpetuate violence. On the other hand, I'm thinking if we punish particularly men, mainly because we have normalized a lot of their sexual deviant behaviors for decades, millennia, long, long time, a lot harsher for abusing, sexually abusing particular children. Maybe if we start chopping off some nuts, they would stop doing it on that. Just a suggestion, you know? Like, later in the episode, I don't know if- No, I think it's in the episode, it's later on, in the LGBTQ minority party section about a story that I saw which made me go like, why? That there was a rule made, apparently, that everyone agreed upon, although we are now backtracking on it, thank you, that I never got. Like, why is that okay, but, but this isn't? Again, just a suggestion. Just throwing it out there. What do y'all think? Please do let me know. Let us all know. 
Then we have arrived to the accident section, and there was a lot. A lot of it involving fire, hence the theme. In the Yemen capital, Sana'a, 80 plus people died as an explosion caused a stampede. People were gathered around to receive $10 each. It is mandatory for Muslims to donate money to those in need. Zakat, which is one of the pillars of the Islam. The Houthi rebels who controlled the city shot into the air to control the crowd. Accidentally, someone seems to have hit an electrical wire, causing an explosion, making people panic, and thus a stampede happened. Three people are said to have been arrested, and the rebels have committed to compensate the surviving relatives of the deceased of around 1,800 euros, which again shows how biased I am, because that kind of surprised me that they did that. They took accountability, and they took responsibility. So, ha diggity damn. And I think some people can learn from that. Just, you know, again, suggestion. In a freak accident, a woman in her 40s died on the Paris metro after her coat got stuck between two doors when she got off. I thought that that was never ever able to happen, but apparently it can't. That's kind of scary. In Hamburg, Germany, there was a fire so great that a cloud produced covered the entire city in darkness. Oh boy, I hope everyone got out okay and no one died. I couldn't find anything on that, so here's hoping. Shockingly, a fire destroyed the Maleficent Dragon in Disneyland, California's Fantasmic Fire Show. I mean, we all know the song This Girl Is On Fire, but this is just taking it to a whole new level. Spain was also having a bad month concerning accidents. At least 44 guests, the Spanish version of MasterChef, contracted food poisoning. If you ever had food poisoning, it's not fun. Also, how is that even possible? Are there like a shit ton of cameras? What if they have been able to catch any uncooked, ill-prepared food before it got served? Hmm. Also, in a fire in an Italian restaurant in Madrid, they had a flambe gone wrong, which led to the death of two people and ten injured. Incidentally, and which kind of led me to the theme of this month. In the Netherlands, we too had a bunch of large fires with great consequences. We also had a restaurant fire, but luckily there were no deaths or any severe injuries. There was a big fire at a cocoa company in Amsterdam. A lot of smoke led to an NL alert, as we call them, be sent out, warning people to close their windows and doors. As far as it is extinguishing, it took a very long time because apparently cocoa beans are very difficult to put out. I did not know that. There was another great fire in another city, up to 50 kilometers, which is like 20 25 miles away. Another warning went out to close the windows and doors and to turn off mechanical ventilation. The building completely burned out. Because there were 5,000 solar panels on the roof of the burned building, authorities also warned for possible glass particles. Apparently, when your solar panels burn up, the particles can travel. Yowza! And here we have arrived to the ableist section of today. And again, it's riddled with a whole lot of not-so-awesome. Knowledge is power, and that is the only way that we can even start to begin to acknowledge it and change it. So let's go sit in these uncomfortable truths together. Because it's a lot. And sharing is caring. Start out with Iran, where apparently more than 150 companies closed because they didn't comply to the headscarf requirement imposed on women. The Iranian police installed special cameras to identify women who did not wear a headscarf in public areas. If the police identified a woman breaking the law, she would first receive a text message with a warning. Hello, big brother is watching. Retailers are also responsible for compliance. In the first 24 hours that the cameras were recorded, 137 shops and 18 restaurants and reception areas were already ordered to close their doors. In September last year, 22-year-old Kurdish Masha Amini was arrested for not wearing her headscarf in full compliance of the law, according to the arresting officers, and she later died in their custody. For months, protests 
protests followed, Iranian women taking off their headscarves, cutting their hair. The Iranian regime's cracking down hard on the protesters, and tens of thousands of them have been arrested, and according to various human rights organizations, more than 300 protesters have died since. Like, where does it end, people? Seriously. And these tactics, in an attempt to enforce the law in whatever way they deem necessary, have consequences. Because that same month, an incident took place where two women were smeared with yogurt for not wearing their headscarf. Camera footage of the incident shows a man walking into a store and addressing a mother and her daughter for not wearing a headscarf. After a short altercation, the man takes what looks to be a bowl of yogurt and throws the contents over the head of these two women. That's assault. Several bystanders intervene and expel the man from the store. However, the women were arrested for not covering their hair. The man was only arrested for disturbing public order. Even the Iranian president, Ibrahim Raisi, responded to the incident on state television, emphasizing that wearing a headscarf is mandatory in the country. Continuing with, when some people say they don't believe in it, as in wearing the headscarf, it is good to convince them. Most importantly, it is required by law. This is what we call the dictatorship, people. These kind of declarations incite an entire population, in this case the Iranian population, to act on behalf of the government, inciting people to act in whatever they deem is necessary to control, in this case women, constantly give us the reminder, nowhere, at least in Iran, you are safe for a second. And speaking of dictatorships, over the years it's become clear that you can now party and invest in the new Saudi Arabia. However, political criticism is still a big no-no. We have seen Cristiano Ronaldo, Alicia Keys, Beyonce, Will Smith, even the Formula One was just in Saudi Arabia. Now also aim to be the 2030 FIFA World Cup hosts. Saudi Arabia is rapidly opening up to foreign investors and events. After decades of restriction, this is a relief for many. However, as critics say, it is also becoming increasingly dangerous to speak out. As long as you join the crowd, you can be excited about all the reforms, as long as you don't talk about any politics. Someone who visits the country for the first time may not even notice it. Saudi women are now working in the ministry or at a hotel. A few years ago, that was unthinkable. Until recently, Saudi women were virtually invisible in public Saudi Arabia life. Now women can easily walk down the street without a headscarf. However, Saudi Arabia has always been one of the most conservative countries in the world. Men and women there live in completely separate worlds. Concerts and cinemas were forbidden, and there was hardly anything to do. But now 70% of the Saudi population is under the age of 30, and all these young people have access to the internet and social media. And after years in which religious police tapped everyone that didn't follow their strict rules, they're now changing course. They are luring the biggest names in sports and entertainment with big money. Many seem to jump on that chance and don't, apparently, seemingly, are all too bothered about the human rights violations that have happened and are still happening under this regime. I mean, Balkashog anyone. Remember him? Even to this day, people are still the target of ridiculous charges. As simple for sending a tweet or posting something on social media. Sometimes it's even when someone simply had a conversation with an international organization or a diplomat. And because the rules and regulations are so vague, it's difficult for people to be clear about what exactly the line to toe is. One major well-known fact for now, at least still is, criticizing the crown prince and the royal family is considered a criminal offense. And long prison sentences are given if you're caught doing that. 
that, which for me as a Dutchie is just wild. I think every single stand-up comedian in my country has at least one joke or show where they take the absolute piss concerning someone of the royal family. And I think that should be allowed because, you know, it's not exactly normal life. And many of us, I'm one of them, we're not necessarily all that fond of monarchies. Some people say it's good for tourism and business and it's cute and adorable. Well, I mean, we've all seen the documentaries and the Tudors and the Crown. Are we really still of the opinion that this is in any way, shape, or form an amiable lifestyle to be had? Spotlight that just never ends. The judging that never ends. Plus, their coffers are filled with a lot of money that wasn't theirs to begin with. That they usurped and gained through means such as colonization, slavery. So, why again are we a fan of this? Then again, regular folks can now attain celebrity status through whatever means, which are also questionable in some instances, and definitely good for a few laughs, but that should never, ever be punishable with long prison sentences. I mean, learn to take a joke for God's sakes. Not taking yourself all that seriously is actually quite healthy. We interrupt this recording to announce to the attentive listener, I may sound a little different from now on because, as you may hear, I have a sore throat. It hurts to talk. It hurts to, well, breathe. I'm going to try and record as much as I can before I publish this, but if I sound differently from now on, that is the reason why. It's still Layla, it's still me, but I have a sore throat. I'm popping strepsils as much as I can, but there's only so much that they can do. So I might have to cut this episode up. I'm sorry, but there you have it. I'm trying, people. I'm only human. And on to another scandal that we either talk about too much or just not enough. Twitter. April 2023 was the month where the blue check mark officially became history. For only eight bucks a month, you can now buy a blue check mark. Basically, just annihilating what a blue check mark in the past stood for, opening the doors for imposters. And let me tell you, I would love to hear if others experienced this as well. I've already been approached by several imposters over the past few months. And how they even get to me, I have no fucking clue. Why they think it can work also doesn't make any sense because I'm actually following the genuine article, and I have, for the time that the blue check mark became something you can just purchase instead of going through a verification process. So I know that they have the genuine article, but the effort that they put in it, like the same profile picture, the same background, some even made an, a fake account for the artist and their band. The silly thing was, they did refer to their actual Instagram account. Apparently they felt like creating a phony Instagram account was just one step too far. As soon as I catch on, I take screenshots, I post about it, tagging the actual artist, trying to notify them that there is someone out there trying to impersonate them. Sometimes even accounts of their children, which seriously creeps me out. Like reaching out to fans or followers and see if you have this and maybe more in common, that you like this person or you like this band. Lovely. That's what it's for. Finding your tribe. But impersonate them, that just feels ill-intended. That was the whole fucking reason that we started the verification process to prevent people falling victim to these impersonating imposters with whatever personality issues that are possibly at play here. Come and go see a counselor instead of doing something along these lines. Just a suggestion. Just to me, I never understood the appeal of wanting to impersonate someone else. Well, I mean, I like cosplay, so <laughs> I understand a little of the appeal. But then to ask them approach followers, fans with God only knows what intent, that just weirds me out. And that is the whole reason why that blue check mark existed in the first place. 
Of course, that's not where the Twitter scandal ended in April, as the American public radio station NPR announced that they are now going to stop actively using Twitter, as Twitter has repeatedly ignored their requests to remove a label that referred to them as a state-affiliated media channel. At the beginning of April, the channel received this label, through no request of their own, by Twitter, designating NPR the same way as they do Chinese and Russian state media. NPR emphasized that they work independently of the United States government, as a news organization should. Otherwise, it's a dictatorship. Twitter then adapted the label to financed by the government, but the news organization says that, again, this is also wrong. They add, we believe this label is intended to question our journalistic independence and undermine our credibility. And yeah, I have to agree with that. The BBC has also been classified as publicly funded, and they protested this designation as well, saying the BBC is independent and always has been. We are funded by the British public through licensing money. And to wrap up this Elon Musk schmuckety asshole cableless news section, his new spaceship called Starship got launched using the largest rocket ever built. It briefly took flight, but after a few minutes, it, they hit the self-destruct button as it seemed to fail to separate from its booster. Interestingly, after the launch and subsequent explosion of the world's largest missile ever over Texas, oh, there's a euphemism there. Insert joke here. Residents expressed their concern due to particular matter raining down on the nearby coastal towns. Several environmentalists and scientists have told CNBC that they're conducting research into the health effects of substances that have landed near the launch base in Boca Chica. <laughs> Is that really a place called Boca Chica? Hi, I'm from Boca Chica. That's just lovely to be able to say that. Although, not if it's raining radioactive, possibly cancerous material. And to continue, speaking of asshole billionaires spending their money on questionable endeavors, Jeff Bezos, strap in, he just bought a $75 million support yacht with a helipad, naturally, to trail behind his $500 million super yacht. I repeat, one man was able not just to purchase a $500 million super yacht, he now also bought a measly $75 million support yacht with a helipad. Are we seeing the problem yet, people? This is the man that owns Amazon, and we all know that Amazon is not exactly known for treating its employees well, plus they actively engage in union busting. What has the world come to? Or what have we let it come to, people? Honestly. How this is still even remotely acceptable and just possible. If you ever need undeniable evidence that our world is bought and paid for, I do think that this makes it for a very bright, shiny, glaringly obvious example. Don't you agree? And also, the whole fucking reason I refuse, up until now, to use Amazon or get an Amazon Prime subscription. However, as they well know, by exclusively airing certain shows, it is the only place where I can see the boys. And I really want to see the boys. Sarah Kripke is just a fucking genius. And the irony is the whole TV show calls out the ableist, patriarchal toxicity of it all. Yet they align themselves with exactly the kind of company that abuses that position. Now you can say, but only Amazon Prime allows them to be as explicit as they are. But I mean, come on. Lately, with Game of Thrones, Euphoria, all the other TV shows that glaringly, no longer covertly, but plain ass overtly show everything nitty gritty dirty creepy so for me that's no longer a valid excuse how about y'all do other people agree with this or not you know i want to hear them all everyone's opinion so we're here to talk about sharing and caring about each other's opinions i'm still waiting for the day that they jump
jump ship and come to, well, other streaming services, but it's all just the same, basically. So, yeah, just like I crossed over to the dark side and eventually got a Facebook account, which also subsequently shut down after I learned that Facebook sold the girl's data to law enforcement, or gave data to law enforcement to help convict a girl that went out of state to get an abortion. When I learned that, I immediately cancelled my subscription and left Facebook, and just knowing what role they played in January 6th, but now also what Elon Musk is doing to Twitter, these men are not only accountable seeing the platforms that they own, but also more and more, in my opinion, responsible for the improper management of a platform that was supposed to help unite people across the globe, find each other, but is now mainly being used to flood it with fake news, I hate that term, but you know, imposters, ill-intended people. It's a great responsibility and in my opinion, they do not live up to it at all. If anything, they are even doubling down, flushing the world down the toilet even faster. Probably under the guise of this allows us to make more money off of all these idiots, but I think they also forget that without all these idiots using their platforms in even some semblance of normalcy, it's all gonna crash and burn. You can push it too far, and I think we're leaning heavily towards this is getting out of hand, you might want to pull back a little. Was the Hunger Games so beautifully encapsulated in the phrase, if we burn, you burn with us? And yeah, like I know you got your rockets, honey, but they are nowhere near able to make you live in space or on another planet, so you still need us. I will no doubt at some point cross over to the dark side and get an Amazon Prime account. Because I really want to see all of the boys. I mean, I could resist barely the Jensen Ackles season, but now Jeffrey Dean Morgan and even Rob joining it again. Just the whole Supernatural family. Because it's Eric Kripke. Because he's a fucking genius. We all want to- Okay, I wanted to say continue and play with him, but that just sounds weird. But technically, yeah. Because they're having so much fun. And I would love to join. But I hate it. <laughs> that I feel stuck. That there really is just no way around these antics. Not unless you live under a rock. And just give a little more time. I'm eventually be living under a rock, but life is sucky enough as it is. I do intend to treat myself at some point. And then I do intend to treat myself with a binge session after the Jeffrey Dean Morgan season comes out, obviously, so I can binge the crap out of it and then after a month say toodles. If I ever meet him, I really want to ask, like, what makes it Amazon, dude? Like, did you sell your soul? Can we break the deal somehow? Can we help? I mean, Supernatural family are diehards in all the best and worst senses of the <laughs> phrase. But, you know, we're here to help you out as much as we possibly can because you are a gem that should be treasured. But yeah, that it's linked to Jeff Bezos in any way, shape, or form and you hear this kinds of idiotic news articles just blows in my mind and kind of makes it a little bit tainted in my head. Like, you are peddling more money to a man that don't need it. I don't know what kind of deals they made and maybe they pulled like a Robin Williams with that contract. They are also able to donate a lot of the money to great causes and awesomeness that we are not aware of. I kind of hope that that's the case, but it is something that makes me scratch my head on occasion. Same with Elon, same with Zuckerberg, same with all these men who have either had right idea or stole one, apparently, and capitalize on it, and that you capitalize on a good idea, god bless, you've earned it, go nuts! But when we reach the point that this is even in the realm of possibilities, while the people that are actually doing the labor, working for you, not make a living wage, are not allowed to join unions, get ousted, haunted, harassed, for even 
considering it just again shows to me this needs to change. And Robert Reich, delightfully, beautifully, love that man, points out that taxing multimillionaires and billionaires just 5%, just 5%, would raise $1.7 trillion a year. I don't even know how many zeros that is, but it's definitely more than a billion, which has nine. So yeah, that yearly amount would be enough to lift 2 million people out of poverty. So in and of itself, that makes it worth it. Plus, it also allows the global funding of a plan to end world hunger. I mean, I'm sold, honestly, and shows that all of this just comes down to priorities and choices. We are living in a world that some decide we should live in. And call me a socialist, we are by definition social beings. How we got to the point where some people not only just dunk their hand into the cookie jar and grab as much as they can, but just grab the cookie jar and run, leaving the rest of us starving. And we're getting there. The wealth gap is growing year after year, and I think by now we can actually say decade after decade. You can be a middle-income home family and having to weigh which bills to pay. I am highly educated, and even I now really have to figure out a way to balance my checkbook when it comes to healthcare, utilities, slashing away any and all luxury items. Because through inflation, companies are making record profits and we are paying more than ever for our petrol, groceries, utilities, stuff that every single person, no matter what your income is, have to pay for. While there are people able to buy support yachts with a helipad. I repeat, are we seeing the problem yet? Are we feeling it yet? Are we going to do something about it yet? We are choosing this. And I honest to God don't know what to do. I follow all the right people, share it with my tribe. I vote for the right parties, as right as they can be. And still nothing changes. Which is, I think, mainly the reason why I started this. Like, I'm just now throwing it out into the universe. Make of that what you will. I honestly don't know what else I can do. And now, my peeps, I am gonna stop. Because my throat is killing me. <laughs> I tried. So enjoy this part of the episode. There will be another April episode. Because there was so much more in April that needs to be documented for at least posterity reasons. But I'm gonna stop talking now. Enjoy this. Keep an eye on the Instagram account for Let's Review with Layla and you because, like I said, I have a shit ton of art that I do intend to share and for which I do not have to talk. So I do hope to see you there.